0: but one of the things I noticed from, like, uh, a couple... We're not of... recording this
1: at all. Yeah. <laughs> still hold the mics, though. This, yeah. We're like Canadian CSIS. So our microphones are on the outside of our shirts <laughs> you No, know, one time
2: we finished recording, tape. and it was, like, 20 minutes later, Scott was still sitting in the chair talking in the mic. I want to have one all the time. Do you,
1: do you think you want... I always want to have one to record my thoughts, because they're very... Intense and deep, <laughs> like a lapel mic, <laughs> yeah. Or but no, uh, the old, uh, like, a, like a coat hanger, yeah. Uh, the, oh, like the old style ones, or, or, or a uh, carny, like a carny, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a
2: drone, a drone that just follows you and films you all the time. The drone cast. Oh, I don't, I don't need cast. that. <laughs> I don't need that. Don't, drone cast,
1: guys, come we're on. New ones. <laughs> I want that on yeah. stage all the
0: time, even just so I could. People do, don't like, even the know the
1: they're on a podcast. <laughs> we just eavesdrop on their conversation. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's uh, a <laughs> I want my own security drone. That's a new that's a Actually. new format. Dronecast. use dropcast so You can always
0: tell though sometimes if you've been either been doing stand up too long, is that like when you just uh, when you notice that you're holding an invisible microphone while talking to yeah, someone yeah. else right in front of you. <laughs> um, that's always bad or if you're telling a story and everyone in the story has a microphone and cuz I remember I was telling some story about like going to a gas station and this guy pissing me off at a gas station and And when I actually uh, was telling the story to someone else like the other the other person that was yelling at me at the gas station had a pretend microphone in their hand. And they were sort of like, wait, 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 So the person that was at the gas station had a microphone too? It was like, ah, fuck, okay, all right. That's
3: weird. That's, that's weird. <laughs> or when you go home at the end of the day and it's like a late show, you're just like, you hear about this? You see this? You know? <laughs> just, everything's a monologue for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is the Guilty Pleasures Podcast,
0: episode 32. And uh, this week we are talking podcasts with our uh, guest today, Dean Young, and uh, let's get this out of the way. Um,
3: uh, Dean, where can people find you on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Comic Dean Young. That's simple enough, and you can follow Talkhole Podcast Network at Talkhole Pod. Like All right, it simple. and Scott, where can people find you? Uh, Scott
1: McSee on Twitter, and uh, Scott McRiggard on uh, the the Book of Face, <laughs> and
0: Sean uh, and uh, and Sean Fisher. Where can people find you? At Sugar Jam S U G A J A M and uh, you can find me Dave Martin at Dave Martin world on Twitter and uh, Dave Martin world on the internet that's the website and us and uh, yeah and you can find the guilty pleasures podcast uh, all 30 episodes uh, are available uh, for uh, download and listening on the um, guilty and guilty
2: Guiltypleasurespodcast
0: pleasures podcast the guilty pleasures podcast okay. www the guilty com is the Website, Uh, and uh, you can get our show on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio, which is a uh, app for your smartphone. And uh, yeah, today we talked about podcasts The ups and downs of them uh, We talked about what we liked and We talked about the podcast bubble uh, We talked about uh, themes versus personalities And we talked uh, a lot uh, with Dean About his new podcasting network Talk Hole uh, And uh, In the Canadian entertainment business In a hole Yeah, and then we went on a little bit of a tangent About uh, auditioning and the ups and downs of that And
3: how much we love it Yay. <laughs> Everything's great, we're all rich
1: yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming All right, good. Thanks very much. All right, thank you.
3: Thank you. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Guilty Pleasures! It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV, jump!
2: your hosts, Dave Martin, Ooh. Sugar Jam, mm-hmm. and Scott McCricker. Yeah, Daddy. This week, we're talking about the podcast revolution with podcast host and founder of the TalkHole Network, Dean Young. These with guilty Live from a mystery location in Toronto, Canada. So, at the at the podcast convention yeah what it, so is it a trade show so people look at things like the uh, recording units and and headphones or what what happens at that convention they didn't
3: even have that there the one here it's at Ryerson it's basically like a new media summit so a wow. lot of they did have a lot of panels about podcasting but nothing really gear related or tech related oh really yeah it was mostly just like you know, here's how we do our podcast. Here's who we are, sort of a thing. Right, right. Like there was no, which is interesting. Yeah, there was no gear booth or anything like that set up. Huh. Which even been the nice, best you know? of any podcast, I've always heard
1: issues with the sound. It's at some point, yeah, because it, yeah. it's either a phone issue or it's like uh, even Gilbert Gottfrieds and uh, Michael he will he'll say at the, oh, at the end, it's gonna really buzz out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, um,
0: but there's not. I mean, because most of the people that are starring them aren't really tech guys in the first place. That's the thing. It's sort of do-it-yourself radio, right? That's Mm -hmm. how it... Right, and so, I mean, there's like this whole, I mean, there's a big, you know, uh, sort of uh, room for, I want to say grace period, but it's not like that's not what I'm looking for. But I I guess there's a lot of wiggle room, is that a... Room for error. Yeah, there's a lot of room for error because, you know, no one's professionally starting these. Because if you were, I mean, that's... If you were, it'd be a lot of effects on it and and, a lot of, like, reverb and, and like... But that's that's like radio. I mean, usually the person who is talking is also the technician as well.
2: Yeah,
3: a lot which of the
0: is, time. You know, which is A it's kind of a pain in the ass cuz I like like the first podcast I did was Corktown Radio where we actually had a guy recording it for us, which was nice, but then I had to end up editing it later and then it was so great when we were doing the Sirius XM show yeah. cuz both uh, Darren Frost and I we just had to show up and be on be on the radio and then we could leave. So it was very wasn't a lot to uh, for us to do But I mean One of the nice things About podcasts now Is that You really are in control Of everything
3: Yeah Because it well Especially when you're going in there Because you have that studio sound Right Right It has a radio sheen to it Yeah and you all, and you have someone who's
0: just uh, observing the levels
3: all the yeah. time
1: and doesn't have to worry about talking. Yeah. I did a podcast with a uh, podcast almighty studios with uh, Ron Sparks. It was uh, me, Ron Sparks and uh, Martha. Oh, Martha. Oh, Mar- yeah. 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 And we yeah. did it and they had a guy doing the the audio like a a tech guy. But then you look at him and he's like he doesn't want to he doesn't care about what you're talking about. He's just there. Yeah, that was probably. So I kept Mateo. looking at him. He's like, like, just like looking around. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That bugs me. He's bored. Now I'm going to focus on is that guy.
0: Yeah, but that's almost the kind of guy that you want. That's kind of the guy that you want who's just going to look at the levels and not actually want to be jumping into the conversation, too.
1: Yeah. I'm not trying to
0: sneak out of the room. Like,
2: right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, do you guys feel it's given everyone a level playing field, though? Because now you don't, you know, now anyone really can have a podcast, right? So it's yeah. really changed the whole. Uh, Landscape of, of radio Don't you
0: think? Oh well, yeah I mean you know I mean back in The day you'd have to go and knock on someone's Door but I mean that's it's almost like every medium is sort of beginning to catch up with uh, the idea that everyone can do it uh, on their own. It was sort of like, yeah. you know, you know, when music was getting to a point where it's not like you need to go into a professional studio anymore. It's like you can buy Pro Tools and
3: you can almost do your shit at home you if you can want to. You can do it to. at
2: home, and then you can make the video at home, and you can send it out at home. Like really, you can do anything now yourself.
3: Yeah, and a lot of people complain about that, like with YouTube, for example. right? Right, a lot of people go like, "Well, this, you know, any kid can just pick up a camera now and make what they want and put it out there." Well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing because wrong with that. Because at some point, the wheat's going to be thin from the chaff. Anyway, some people are just going to do it for a hobby, exactly. But yeah. then some people are actually going to pursue it as what they want to do and actually polish the content they're putting out there into the world. Right. It does.
0: It does really make the whole thing is like content is. Is king Absolutely, yeah and, uh, But does it, does it ever drive you fucking nuts When someone just does it for a hobby And then all of a sudden it explodes Yes and, 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 <laughs> Yeah, it drives me fucking nuts you Especially
3: know? now, yeah
0: It's like there's this one guy from Toronto Who's like, he has the YouTube videos And uh, even if I knew the guy's name I wouldn't even say it Because it bugs me The fact that he has no performance background <laughs> He's plugging him and, uh, and he just does these like Hey, I'm a crazy guy And here are my top ten lists of funny facts <laughs> But he is, he's got a crazy amount of YouTube followers, and now people can monetize that. And there are people who are just living off their YouTube channels. I mean, and yeah. I, I mean, there's one comic in Toronto known as the sexiest
3: comic, who's like, she has like a, a ghastly amount of like YouTube followers, and you get now you get people with like TV deals and stuff like that out of that. Like there were MTV shows that were greenlit because people had, you know. Three million uh, MySpace followers—it's insane. Yeah, that's those MySpace. shows don't last
1: long. You have to be really good or really bad. That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, what's the most popular thing on YouTube? It's like uh, cats falling yeah. off of chairs or whatever. You yeah. know.
3: It's like little, tiny, short accidents almost is what people like to see the most well especially when stuff goes viral like look at that remember chocolate rain came out a few years ago that Tay Day guy <laughs> he's showing up I... on late shows doing it like as a musical guest right that's right which that's is right. insane I mean good for him
1: that doesn't sound good chocolate rain it doesn't know no, what I'm thinking <laughs> no it sounds like a German porno Don't it Google does it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible terrible sex
3: move and now anyone can make a German porno and put it out there that's know? like R. Kelly's <laughs> basement tapes chocolate rain <laughs> The unreleased Isn't Prince Trapped on the toilet <laughs> Prince Chocolate Rain uh, Chocolate uh, Rain Yeah No No, no uh, It reminds <laughs> me of
2: uh, You don't even joke about Prince No Don't make jokes about <laughs> <No>. Prince <laughs> He doesn't like it When people make fun of his he name He doesn't either. like yeah, it d-
0: No Prince or ISIS jokes <laughs> That we learned from Oh yeah
2: Oh, that ISIS thing was ridiculous because that was actually a good sketch, I thought. I, thought was, it was, I thought thought
3: it was, Oh, the SNL thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's probably the ballsiest thing they've done in like a decade. Yeah. And then they get in trouble for it. Which, which is also, how
2: it's changed,
0: right? Yeah, it's, Which is something that they want, too. I mean, I'm sure that they want that controversy. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. Um,
0: I'm sure.
2: They did an ISIS sketch a few weeks ago, though. And it was no horrible again, to too. It no, other, it was good. It was good. Well, that
0: was the, the Chris Rock one.
2: Yeah, that yeah, was a good sketch, I thought
0: I thought it was alright, I thought it was alright I just, um, and not like that They would ever allow you to do this, but there's always A part of me that was just like, I don't, I'd like a week Just observing Saturday Night Live yeah. And seeing how, what the process Is, because at the end of every um, At the end of every episode, and you see that Huge list of 20 writers, there's still A part of me that's sort kind of like you have twenty writers, and that's what, that's you come what made up, it. And that's <laughs> what made you, it. You've seen yeah.
1: the, the the making of, right? The documentary about SNL, and they're like walking around the halls at four in the morning, trying to find someone else to write with. And you are like, yeah, well, this it's a you know it's a Batman, but he's uh, incontinent yeah, yeah, you know, I gotta. <laughs> Robin, but first, Robin. <laughs> I gotta every, head. Yeah,
2: <laughs> everyone's exhausted. That's why they can't write properly. Well,
1: I don't. Know, I don't but everyone's so offended. They, you know, I'm glad they do offend. I'm glad now you want to offend people, and then you get pressed. That's the only way you get pressed. Yeah. Well,
3: and I mean, if you know, 20 years ago, even maybe even 15 years ago, that was the purpose of a show like SNL. Like ISIS is the big thing that people are scared of right now, and that yeah, people are talking about. So that's what you should be pulling apart. That's sort of the whole point of comedy. I mean, it's you know preaching yeah, the to the ISIS choir.
1: Frogenyoga. Shop, you know, it's like I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of like Disney I mean, on Isis.
2: I think it, let's do that. Well, that was, I was listening to one of your podcasts with uh, Kenny Robinson, and yeah. it was in 2013, and you were talking a lot
3: about Rob Ford, actually.
2: Yeah. And I thought it was so funny, it doesn't even seem that long ago but it's
3: changed so much since you Oh, absolutely. Did that. Like I remember I did one with uh Ryan Horwood and Marilla Wax and this is when the first when that video first came out. So whenever that was, that was right. maybe like that spring or the end of 2012 or something. And that was before he admitted anything or before anybody really knew like is that him? Is that real? Yeah. And then wow, he just outdid himself after that. You know, like every single day something new was developing.
2: Yeah, and it was an interesting thing you pointed out is that we had to all sit there and watch the Americans make fun of it. And somehow we didn't have some sort of format on our televisions in Canada to, to... Deal with this situation in a comedy way, yeah. A television yeah. late night way, yeah, a late ridiculous. night way. And it, you know, it's uh, I think because George Strombo, I mean, that was the closest thing at the time, maybe. But uh, that guy can't hold a job. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he the needs problem to was sleep. He, he's not getting it now. Doing hockey. So what do, I knew do, what do I, do I knew someone <laughs> who went on the show and they were like, "We're going to talk." They didn't want to talk about Harper. They wanted to talk about aliens because they knew they would be repeating it, and they didn't know if it was going to be. Talk- or not. Yeah. So their panel couldn't even... Deal with uh, like an issue that was happening that day. That's all, that's one of the things that I always uh, find about uh, podcasts. Is
0: well, I mean, three. Th- I mean, there's lots of things that separate podcasts from radio. Is like one thing is like it's like if you're dialing, if you're just going across the dial on radio, you might stop on a channel and yeah. you don't necessarily know who you're listening to. So you always have to reset. You know, you have to always be like, okay, you're listening to blah blah blah, yeah. and we're on channel this, and I'm talking to this. But with a pod- Podcast is interesting because you know you're, – you're seeking it out and you know who you're listening to. You know who the guest is. Maybe you know what they're going to be talking about before you even start listening. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's one of the things that sort of separates podcasting from radio. Um, but, uh, but also it's the, the idea of like some people sort of worry about being too topical because you do kind of want to have a show that if someone wanted to, they could go back and listen to. Like a like a month ago You know six months ago Even a year uh, pa- uh, ago yeah. And uh, so th- there's always that sort of worrying It's like you know it, I, I know this is strange But like whenever they rerun the Daily Show It's like even if it's from like a week ago I'm like this is yesterday's news I can't. <laughs>
3: Especially yeah. now man Because like everything happens in a heartbeat You know things yeah. trend through the day The course of a day on Twitter yeah. And it is just beaten to death It's like just going to 20 different open mics at once You know it's just like That topic is just beaten to death Death. By yeah. the end of that week, you don't want to hear about it ever again. It's just done. You and know? Now you want it's to be true. the guy who goes. I wish you'd stop talking about that. The high road. Yeah,
1: guy. I hate yeah. that guy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that, that's how I find out the news. I'll be looking at my phone. I'll be like, something's going on with llamas and a dress. You know, it's <laughs> true.
3: We right. live in this weird world now, where like Facebook is almost a news source. It's it a, is. you know, and, that's and where I, mean, I get my news. Sometimes. Yeah, like Facebook and Twitter and even like. When's the last time you looked anything up outside of maybe Wikipedia? Yeah. You know, Never. that's it. I, it's I, just I, always on there.
0: And also, yeah, and also, you have to remind yourself that like anyone can go onto Wikipedia yeah. and update it. Yeah. So it's like you could be reading total bullshit that was just uh, you like recently updated from this morning. Yeah. That and no it, one's found yet. Mm. And it's and, and what's weird is like you know as a comic. You know, if you start your day, you know, reading the news or on uh, on Facebook or, or Twitter or anything, like the, by the time that you go out to do an open mic, it seems like every subject is already hacky from George the George. morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and also what's kind of funny about Twitter uh, and sort of podcasts to some degree is you sort of realize that, well, you know what – Maybe there are maybe everybody's funny because there's so many people who aren't comedians yeah, that are putting out funny shit all the time,
2: and it, it's well, uh, it's a different. Some people are funnier when they type than they are like than they are necessarily delivering something. Some people are just better writers than actual stage performers, yeah. and maybe Twitter is highlighting who some of those people are. Like, what do you think? I mean, like Sean
0: mentioned, the fact that like. Like, uh, you know, podcasting has sort of leveled the playing field so everybody yeah. can have a voice. Do you think that's necessarily a, a good or a bad thing? Or a-
3: I, I think it's a good thing in the sense that, like, again, everybody is going to be out there doing it, and, and they are. But yeah. the shows that that people find an audience for are going to build traction anyways. I think the beautiful thing about podcasting is it 's sort of going back to what radio was meant to be, yeah you know, and what radio used to be because if you listen to the radio now it 's really hard to tell most stations apart. The only difference is this one 's a pop station, this one 's a country station, blah blah yeah but it 's also i I know it 's going to sound like a cliche, but it 's also prepackaged now, right every host is formatted to sound the same and processed to sound the same and hosts don't really talk on the radio anymore your job is to drive it to the next news break to the next song you're on the air for like 15 30 second chunks at a time and that's it you know
0: I know I mean the the show that's uh, like we were lucky on the on the XM show that Darren and I had that we could do we had a show it was an hour and we had three. Segments. Yeah. So we had three essentially, you know, fifteen to eighteen minute segments. Uh, but I mean, there's a show on now on their Canada talk station where they do eight minute segments. Yeah. Which is sort of like. You know, if you had to talk to any one subject, it's different if you're John Stewart and you're under this sort of you know, spotlight and you've got to make an interview really interesting in eight minutes. Yeah. But if you're just trying to casually have a genuine conversation with someone, pulling uh, in, in, you know something magical at eight minutes is fucking tough.
3: And the worst part is curbing these ideas that that pop up in your head. Right. Because that's the beauty about if you're doing a podcast for 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, there's so many little tributaries that the conversation goes into and you can explore that. But any time when I'm doing a show on terrestrial radio on Sirius or something like that, you know, depending on what we're talking about, I'll get this idea in my head and I go, Ooh, that reminds me of this. And you have to sort of like swallow that impulse and you can't go explore that. Yeah. And that's sort of what radio was meant to be to begin with. People wanted to tune in because they wanted to hear hosts that personalities that were a personality, you know. Again, I know I'm sounding like Get off my lawn Kind of a thing Like no, speaking no, no, no. the old
1: I listen to I listen to talk radio AM yeah. 640 And there's a Mike Stafford Who's been on the radio forever He's one of the few guys That still have You know opinions And, and you let them go Yeah Because you, you Like you have a thing If someone's there Probably in, on a, on your show It's probably to Remote something Yeah So you have to hit the, the notes And play the clip From the thing and, and where are you again And this and that Well there's this We can we record And things pop up You know like a people Absolutely. do Like a yeah. humans It's yeah. a human It's a really human thing well, it, Podcasting It's
2: amazing How tightly controlled radio is Like I was promoting a single Late last year as you guys remember And uh, I could not Do you want to plug it again? No I don't (laughs) It's not Christmas (laughs) But it was amazing how tightly controlled The radio stations were And we did go into one station and it was like they had a computer, and it was like down to the minute. It was yeah. like you're gonna do, there's going to be weather, there's going to be traffic, there's going to be some commercials, then we're going to play you yeah. know, and, and then we'll have an interview with you for three and a half minutes, and then some people just wouldn't play a new song. Yeah, they're like, look, all people want is to drive home and hum along to "Last Christmas" by Wham, and and, and that's it. Okay? Yeah, even in June. The, the guy was being <laughs> yeah. honest, right? I was, I wasn't yeah. that offended because he was like, look, this is how it works. Yeah, they just want to hum to Wham. I don't care what you're single. That was basically.
3: And it's so weird. Like, the, there's so few stations that are that are like this anymore. But those days where you know the jock was like actually. Putting on a song because they wanted to play it yeah, and talk yeah. about it. Those days are just gone. It's it, all pre-programmed. It's all
2: yeah. There's a huge uh, the, the monolithic company about yeah. the whole thing. Uh, like well, in, in the in west sorry in Western Canada, it's like Golden West Radio. Yeah, if you want anything played in the West, you have to find the guy who's in charge of Golden West Radio and and somehow get him to play it
3: well even program directors running radio stations aren't even called that anymore they're called brand managers brand now managers. which like speaks <laughs> volumes you know it's I don't know it's so weird it's almost like and it's also advertiser driven I mean on podcasts you have sponsors I rely on sponsors now but it's a different thing because maybe because podcasting is so relatively new I mean more or less it's about a decade old right yeah. But when you get sponsors in podcasting, you want them on board because they want to be a part of something sort of new and exciting and cool, and again, the way radio used to be. But now, in terrestrial radio, like, it's all advertiser-driven. Like At some point, the billboards on the side of the road became more important than the road itself, and now... All anybody's doing on the air is trying to just get to that commercial break, get to that song that was punched in there and played at the exact same time yesterday. You know. Yeah, and
2: I think underneath all of that, that's why the podcast movement is so strong, because it's real. It's like anyone yeah. can do it, and the best of it will eventually get found, and uh, people will be listening to something real again. And I think radio is will eventually disappear.
0: Well, I think also the fact, too, is like that people can get their news... You know, so immediately, and you can kind of get it anytime you want to. And so it's like people aren't necessarily, unless it's like weather and traffic, Yeah you can get your news from whatever source you want. So it's not like when people are driving home that you could listen, listen to, you know, Mark Marin, Gilbert Godfrey, whoever you want, uh, Guilty Pleasures, you know, a, a talk hole presentation. Yeah. Uh, which which I'm, I'm going to ask you in a second, but it's sort of like, I think what's kind of cool is the fact that like podcasting's new and making money. In in podcasting is even a, a newer concept. Oh, absolutely, yeah. uh, that the people who are doing them are really doing it because they love to do it. Yeah, and the fact that Sean was saying that you know uh, corporate radio and I think it started first with uh, well with print media. And print media got to the point where. Everything that you would read Was controlled by six corporations And then yeah. it, then that turned into Well then radio became that as well Where like no matter what station you were listening to You know even radio stations That were supposedly against each other Or were still owned by the same corporation And then, and then TV turned out to be that way So it's like that's what's interesting about podcasting And you know So if they start creating And they are creating podcast networks then I don't know if that necessarily means that podcasting will start
1: getting controlled.
0: Will eventually be
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like remember those uh, newsletters people used to have? That, that's kind of like the original uh, against the, the big uh, newspaper corporations. You yep. have these newsletters or these underground fanzines or fanzines. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like that. So eventually, it just makes itself. So and then blogging took over and blogging
3: became blogging yeah. became a business too. Like people make a living off of blogging now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, now what
0: no. now how uh, tell us about uh, the the, uh, the talk hole uh, the talkhole podcast the, the talk-hole network because there was pod almighty yeah and uh they're
3: not with us anymore no well, they're not no 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 I was on there like okay. whenever I had guests out there I was on that network too and I was actually I was actually sort of talking to them about taking over that network and then when that one fell through I just grabbed some of the shows from there and some of the people from there and said let's let's do our own thing
1: oh' don't get me wrong it was great it was great to go in and see a space that had booth set up and it was like
3: yeah. a professional place like yeah. it's great um but yeah that's why I loved it too and that's that's why we're doing it this way as well like we use a recording studio and it's interesting because when I was at PodCamp uh, a couple weeks ago there were a lot of the presenters were talking about well it's podcasting it doesn't matter what the audio quality is like which I I both agree with in some sense and disagree with the reason why I got into it was because I had been in radio for a long time like before stand-up even and I sort of like this idea that we could go back to what radio used to be. And now I like having a studio where it's just a constant traffic flow of people coming in, just all these different hosts and musicians and guests, and it, it you know, just sort of freely creating what we want to do. It sort of feels like that's the way radio used to be, and just even the amount that I've watched to change in the decade or so that I've been in it. Just sort of pushed me to do that, you know. I think make it as
1: best as you can. Yeah. And then make it sound with effects shitty if you want to. So <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? exactly.
3: Exactly. Distort from the bait. Exactly. But you know what? It's
2: like with music. You know how sometimes when something is so perfectly produced, a song, you know, you don't actually like it as much as something where there might be something a little bit fucked up about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's like the yeah. Rolling Stones. Sometimes it's a little bit fucked up. And you kind of like that; it gives it texture. Probably, the, the more popular that podcasts get,
0: the higher people's standards are going to be for yeah. quality. Because even I hear some, and if the mics aren't as loud or if the people aren't level, it doesn't matter to me what they're talking about. I'm like, oh, this is just too difficult to listen to. Because you do kind of get spoiled with some like
3: you know professional broadcasts for sure. You do, and it's always. Like, if I'm not in the studio, I'm out recording on the Zoom, right? If I'm out doing shows or if I'm on the road or something, I do a lot of those, too. But it's always when I'm back in the studio, it's always like, ah, you know, finally. But even when you're listening to Marin, like, he does have those episodes where he'll go, okay... In his little preamble there, he'll just go, okay, we kind of fucked up the audio on this one, just yeah. a heads up. And you always kind of go, ah, shit. Or, or phone you
1: calls. Know. I listened to uh, the, uh, Gary Busey on, uh, on Mark, <laughs> Mer- on um, uh, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. He's talking yeah. to Gary Busey. And then Franco Padre is on the phone, and he's breaking in and out. And, and even, even when, they, when uh, Gary Busey turns to talk to his wife, those little moments where he's off the mic. What is that, honey? You know, those are beautiful <laughs> moments. Those are real, yeah. not studio. You know, it's uh, those are fun. I like that thing. So it works out well both ways.
0: Well, I, no, 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 tell me, so how does the taco yeah, How does talk all, uh, work? It's, it's. Uh, I mean, do you have like a? Is there like
3: a website? and there's different yep. sto- shows attached to it. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of like we want to drive people to that main hub, and sort of build the brand. So it's basically a collective of shows, right? right. So a strength and numbers thing was sort of the idea. And I think the, the, the main idea behind it was the fact that, in a, in a lot of ways, podcasting is sort of like someone came along and just hit reset on yeah. radio. And it's so weird because people are rediscovering what you used to be able to do with a studio mic. So people are sort of creating all these new genres on podcasts. I'm doing air quotes, but the <laughs> listeners are, Sort of creating all these new genres on podcasts... But they really aren't. We're just doing stuff that people were doing back in the golden age of radio, you know? So you have a studio full of people who are doing, like, Foley sound effects or people who are just finding new ways to just use just that, just a table full of people and a live mic to just completely create a whole new scene and a whole new picture. And we sort of forget that people used to do that in radio, right?
2: Yeah, there's radio plays, there's radio improv. Absolutely. uh, Illusionoid uh, does their improv, science fiction. Yeah. So there's so many. I, I was just talking to someone the other day that does podcast plays in real spaces so you you download the podcast and then you walk around an actual area where I, I don't totally understand how it works yeah. but people are inventing really new uh inventive that's a new inventive thing
3: that that's you know. what i love about it is especially when i was starting the network i thought i don't i don't want to have you know 15 shows where it's comics talking to comics about comedy like right. just 15 different like That's a horrible interview trap, shows dude. right <laughs> right exactly and i thought i <laughs> i love where it's actually people are just exploring this new it, cuz it's a new medium yes and no but i love that they're exploring it and using it to create sort of new genres but again in a sense it's sort of like you know, we're we're in the renaissance right now of radio with podcasting. We forget that all of this shit was already done in, let's call it Rome, back in like you know, yeah. the pre-studio days, like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the golden age of radio when people actually would sit around their radio and tune in. Well, and, the uh, shadow intersect. Absolutely, all like, great shows. I we have this. a show we're working on now where it's a 1930s radio show and we're doing Foley sound effects. I and, love it. Yeah, and now, I, what? So, what shows do you have on your uh, your network now? Right now, we have 14 shows because we just oh, launched shit. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and which is fast. Like we we just really I think need 15 shows. We need yeah, 15 I know, shows. I don't know about me. <laughs> Yeah, we just uh fourteen shows and then a new uh a new live vodcast, like a new web series that's starting, which is live, so that'll be terrifying. But uh 14 shows, um which again it's sort of growing fast because we really just launched this thing in the end of twenty fourteen, right? It was like October twenty fourteen that we rolled it out. Um and again, it's just sort of Completely different formats, like no two shows are the same, and that's the fun part for me like yes, I'm in there recording my own show every every Sunday when we're in the studio. that was the flagship show, obviously, but to me one of the funnest things is actually just sitting there and hanging out in the studio with the engineer and just watching and listening all this stuff happen and just seeing where people are taking it.
1: Yeah. One of the best things about you know second city in the, in the old days when I used to go and know everybody yeah was the show was that was the show like the show was fine. it was the after show. Yeah, it was the most fun. Like, where people let their hair down and there was gambling and drinking and stupid contests. That was the best part. Like, hanging out with comics is the. I mean, you know there's two. And people I, losing <laughs> thousands of dollars.
3: <laughs> yeah. <was> yeah. The, <laughs>
2: yeah. Not so I guess money. that really did happen. That's what those
1: I, Poker games.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about it. It's just sort of people. This is going to be a hack term, but like, people are sort of playing jazz with it, man. But that's, yeah. that's what I love about it because all the time comics will come up to me and they'll be like, oh, I want to be in radio. How did you get into radio? And. To them, I just say, don't. Don't fucking do it. I love going on the radio. I, you know, I like guest hosting shows and stuff like that. It's fun and it's good to plug, obviously. There's an audience there. But to me, it's more fun to do stuff like this where you can actually expand what you want to do and just sort of play oh, and, with it. And what do, you, what do you look for in a show that you're bringing out to your network? Uh, basically, just a format that is. Completely different from anything we already have on there. Right. That's what I love. And and most of the hosts, yes, are are comics or, or well, comedy writers. I gotta writers say or, your your mime show. That's so good.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's go, art, man. And now walking against the wind, they set it up. And there's there's a the sound effects of wind, but yeah, still you don't yeah. the visual. We just have to narrate everything. Maybe that's <laughs> the new maybe that's the new frontier, is like you said, live a live show that streams and you can watch a podcast yeah. live. Yeah. It's, almost, it's more like a talk show, but or like sports networks do that a lot, right? Like, they right? do.
3: And Actually that's another interesting thing too like yeah there's a, now there's a vodcast network like uh Norm Macdonald Live is on there yeah. which I love cuz who doesn't just love watching Norm or listening to his voice and, hey, exactly yeah, right yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. great watching him because it's almost like he forgets that he's not just on a radio mic Cause he'll just be in there with like wing sauce all over his hoodie, and
1: he's, Artie know. Lang is looking it off his yeah, shirt. Yeah, and
3: here. he just like he doesn't he doesn't give a shit. And you're watching him lose sponsors. He's done that on there before. <laughs> yeah, he's just like eh. he had one where he was like eating. It was some. That's what it was. It was like a chicken wing sponsor, and they were on like one episode. And he was just shoving them into his mouth. He's just like, yeah, he's all right, whatever. He's all right. Yeah, and they just like, nope, that's that's not the. These are all
0: right, one. I guess. Well, I know that I mean, the fleshlight used to be joe rogan's sponsor yeah and, and they're not
3: anymore now they're gonna be ours are they really? I hope, be-
0: yeah they i'm talking to them this week that's a lot of <laughs> filthy uh i think that's gonna be a new topic on most of your shows now, I, you just- know what
3: it's funny because i was thinking about it because i was like it'd be great to work with them obviously give me money flashlight but uh <laughs> and samples <laughs> I, and samples yeah i had a number of the hosts already were like all of us want a flashlight. Okay. <laughs> But I thought, yeah, what's you going got to be, ha- you how got to do I ha- police hams. that, you know? How do I police that? Like, how am I going to be well, like, I, well, how much do we shit on our spot? I tweeted you know? one
1: time, uh, Fleshlight, I, knew, I think it's a, a great sales uh, tagline. To Fleshlight, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, Scott Dell, you know the comic <laughs> Scott Dell, of course, right? Uh, yeah, he's, he's still up in Sudbury. Dirty, or? dirty man. Yeah, he, uh, he messaged me the other day and he said, you know, if you're doing stuff with Fleshlight, I want to come on the air and just try one on the air. Hey, that'd be good. I have to Maybe if I'm not there. What is flashlight? I don't actually know. It is a flashlight with a with vagina prosthetic front. vagina. Oh my god. You stick yeah. your dick into it. Sean, it's oh a brave god. new world. We live in. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you know that kind of goes back to my old thing of just like how there's like whenever someone goes to just get to a rub and tug and it's like unless you've lost both hands in a combine accident there's yeah. no reason to do that. There's no dignity in a hand job. I mean I, I get it but there's, somewhere there's a farmer crying right now. And someone
2: else's hand that's well, the thing like yeah, you can't but I mean, yourself but you, yeah but you right
0: have, but you have to hold on to the fleshlight so you're just holding on to something that is oh, just around okay. your dick you so it's, it's not like, a
1: hand job is different you're adding the, the middleman there you might yeah, as well yeah. just go back to basics so get someone else to work the fleshlight and then you're fine
3: yeah that's okay i always wonder how that works at a rub and tug because it's like do you make eye contact like you would just be staring at the I wall do it. no i couldn't uh I, I know a guy i work with he
1: went there and uh he, he, she basically was just masturbating him, and he goes, I could do that myself. Like he, <laughs> didn't so didn't he, he know that, that when he's a customer? Up fucking, like, I'm yeah. a customer. He's like yelling at someone. I couldn't, I, like, I just pay and leave and go. That was ridiculous.
0: And so, you want to get a, a show that's. Different and is distinctive to each one, yeah. um, Or or that separates like there's a a clear difference between one show and another. Um, Like one of the things that I I sometimes always kind of bugs me a little bit about podcasts is there's always a certain arrogance that you think that when comics can just be in front of a microphone and just start talking and rambling, yeah. Especially if they're not. It's like Like you are right now. Well, Well, I mean, to some degree. But I mean, but it's like no, no. Keep talking. If, if you're a Gilbert Godfrey or a Mark Maron, you—I mean, I started listening to Mark Maron like you know five years ago, like when this yeah. podcast originally started, and um, so he already had a bit of a name to him, bef- you know, before he even started. Uh, but like with us. Um, Like, no one knows really who we are, so that's why I always just like the idea how every show that we do has a theme to it. Yeah. So if you don't know who we are, at least you know what we're talking about, and so at least you would be like, well... Yeah, so we
2: did a Monster Trucks episode a few weeks ago, and so someone out there... That if, even if they just like monster trucks, trucks, exactly. They don't watch podcasts. that. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. And that's 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 sort of a twofold thing. Like another another reason for having a podcast network is, as you know, like it's it's hard in Canada to get people to know who the hell Canadian comics are and who right. Canadian actors are and stuff like that. So it's also a way to sort of shine a spotlight on these people collectively. But absolutely, if you just have three comics come in, it's just like, hey man, be funny for the next hour. You have to have some reason why you're there. Yeah. And then it's loose. It's not as rigidly structured as, you know, as terrestrial radio now is. But you have to have something you're sort of abstracting from. Right. You have to have a jumping off point. It's just
0: sort of like the idea that, like, uh, you know when you see someone on stage doing, like, inside jokes or back-of-the-room sort of humor? Yeah. Which, A, I mean, that's what Andy Kindler is all about. And I do enjoy moments of Andy Kindler. But just the idea of where comics just can go and start a podcast, and it's sort of like that moment of like, "Hey, man, it's us, and we're gonna be talking." Well, yeah. we, <laughs> like, who the fuck it's are Casey you? Casey podcast? Yeah, I right? like that. Let's yeah. make
3: that a show. <laughs> it's
0: back. us, and we're gonna be talking. <laughs> we're going back to the countdown. This next song's about a girl that lost her dog. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, no, but it's sort of like that song. like, well, who the fuck are you, yeah. and why should I listen to you? It's um, it's like, you know, if like, – like Roddy Piper and Stone Cold Steve Austin, they both have their own podcast. Yeah. And so it's like if I'm, a, I'm already fans of theirs, so I'm going to listen no matter what they – and it's, it's sort of like that, that fine line, like when you, you – know, you, for, for talk shows, it's like you – are you listening to the talk show for the guest or, or, or the host interviewing the guest? Yeah. It's like with Howard Stern, you know, you, you're listening to Howard Stern interviewing whoever – and, and it's not even so much who the guest is. It's more the fact that Howard Stern or or Barbara Walters or
1: Charlie Rose are, are interviewing yeah, these people yeah. or Peter Mansbridge, whatever the fuck. I think Mark Merriman wasn't the, a big famous person. I mean, he was on a bunch of shows, but he was at his bottom when he started his podcast, and he said, well, I have some famous friends. Maybe I think he started, I'll just talk to comics, and it'll be yeah. fun. But I think he hit on something, a nerve when he started talking about, you know, Downsides of comedy and and personal stories. I think that was when he got huge. Yeah, became listen, And then his his uh, State of the Address at the uh, Just for Laughs, where he said, like, you know, I realize I don't need networks. I don't need yeah. my agents. I don't need this. I can do this myself and promote it myself. I think that's what everyone's trying to jump on, right? Is trying to get to work for yourself. You know?
3: Yeah. And he, he and he he is sort of if not the guy, he's one of them for sure that that made podcasting. This sort of household thing that people started knowing about and listening to, he played a big role in that for sure. Because it was sort of this like do-it-yourself, almost weird little ham radio thing where you were just doing it in your basement. And I guess ham radio was the first. Ham radio was the first was more podcasting listening than really talking. Right? But anyway, go yeah, ahead. it's just you're just sort of yeah. talking to yourself there, or the ghost of your dad if it's a shitty Jim Caviezel movie, <laughs> whatever, you know. <laughs> But I mean, in Canada, it's almost the opposite for us. Like, I have to set it up. Like, if I have, for example, like Norm Sousa came on to plug that new Too Much Information show that he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, when I have somebody like that on that's plugging something, I want to highlight who they are, and, and as we build our audience bigger and bigger, I want people to know who these people are. But we also have to set that up, right? Right, because this is Canada. If I say the names of ninety-five percent of the comics in this country, most of those people are household names to us because yeah. we're in comedy or we're in showbiz. You know, to the average person listening, they just don't care. They don't. They don't know. How, how do we change? Like, I'm not just, maybe I'll stop, but How do you change? Like, even you could say calling
1: mockery to some people on the street. Yeah. They would go. Uh,
3: yeah, and you have to go. You know. Uh, whose line is it
1: anyway like, and describe it, what it looks to, like
2: there has to be an American movie or television show Attached connected to it, to it. Yeah. it's like oh who's that oh well they were on Saturday Night Live and this season oh okay I know who you're talking
3: about then okay good yeah yeah. and I think actually Sean Cullen I think put this one of my favorite ways he said being famous in Canada like if you stayed in Canada as he did and as many luckily for us many did but being famous in Canada basically means you're at Loblaws on a Saturday afternoon And somebody comes up to you and says, I know you. I know you from somewhere, and they don't know from where. Like they might. Or think where's they the cabbage? Where's, to... where's the cabbage? Yeah, the cabbage? yeah. <laughs> which in itself is layered. Yeah. Where is the cabbage? <laughs> None of us know. Yeah. No one knows. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm getting
0: sponsors. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll see some cabbage soon. Yeah.
3: We just want to keep the lights on. <laughs> That's the whole point, too. Is like as we as we build this and as we build this audience. I I myself have have no intentions of of leaving Canada. I mean, I would rather. Try to stay here and build things here, and I know that's for sure an uphill climb, um, but I also think that that's in some ways a strength for us in Canada too we'll never have the infrastructure that the states does that's just a fact you know we'll never well, we have don't, the we money. don't have the we'll population
0: never... to support it
3: we don't exactly so but but the one side of that that works in our favor, I feel like is we have that fertile ground to yeah. sort of try new things and try and make a go of it. If I can do this, if I can make this network take off and just scrape by you know and pay my bills. At the end of the day, I'm happy. To me, that's making it.
2: I'd rather be here know? too. I would be, I, sometimes I think about going to the states and I'm like, "Ah, oh, forget it. I'd rather be here doing what I'm doing than than take my chances in,
1: in, in Absolutely. NRA town. The time to get to the states was 10 years ago. Now it's apparently so expensive and yep. the loop, the jump the, the hurdles are so oh, huge. Yeah. Um, but I can like stay here. But why can't we sell our stuff to them? Like they say we have such a small market. Well,
3: they have a big market. Yeah. they're they're saturated too. So there's no, you know, and we're just sort of starting to. To do that, like, and it's it's few and far between. But like, you know, we have the odd Canadian network show now that's like Orphan Blacks rebroadcast in the states, or Shit's Creek, Creek Shit's Creek, and uh, and Orphan Blacks is a great example too because the lead actress on there, Tatiana Maslany, she's now getting picked up for film roles in the she states. She was getting tweeted and, by Patton Oswald how much she yeah. loves
1: it. Like, yeah, like, well, I have a friend that's the executive producer, writer on it, so oh, okay. I'm, I'm a jaded. But he, he's like, I haven't got anything because. Let's get, a, <laughs> get the studio But you know him. But yeah, I know. I know a guy. That's a Canada too, eh? I know yeah. a guy. Yeah, I know the guy. I know the guy. He won't give me a job. But, <laughs>
0: but the, one, of the, one of the things is like when, when you're like to get back to your network because um, yes. it's it's a very interesting thing to me um, because I think that's sort of like creating networks is a way. To where sort of things a lot of things people is is a, is a new way for people to become discovered because if they're yeah. well network if is a good
1: word right if, if network, yeah, exactly yeah
0: if i mean because they're directed towards that hub, and so you know if, if there's now you know if there's fourteen shows that they can choose from uh and it's it's a great way of like oh oh i've i've interested in that show, oh i 've never heard of that one I'll look at that one yeah. one of the things um like uh, two shows that I, I do find kind of interesting is like, uh, did you ever listen to the Sports Bras show? Yeah, with uh, Dylan God and Graham, uh, Graham K. Yeah, that was a show that, you, uh, in my opinion, I'm not a sports guy. Like I've never, I didn't grow up with it. I didn't have friends that I had friends that watched it, but I had no family that was like, you know, as you're a young kid, you know, you're you know, it's 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 on TV, and so you just watch it, and then so yeah. sort of subconsciously you become a hockey fan without even realizing it. That was never a part of me when I was growing up, uh, but I always found that I could listen to their show and. Not necessarily be a fan and so i mean do you ever try to steer people towards a certain direction with their podcast absolutely and say that you know this i mean it's great that there can be these sort of very niche markets and you can do such a very specific podcast but then at the same time you don't want it to be so inclusive that you're you know you're uh, alienating a
3: whole audience as well yeah that's actually that's a great example because that is sort of one of the points too is that Let's say I'm doing an episode about and I'll just throw a random topic out. Like let's say we're doing an episode about breakfast meats. I, you know. <laughs> but I have this comic on the show with me and this actor on the show with me. Now, if I can get people to listen to that episode where we're sort of again, like this, we're sort of branching off from that one topic. This is how this is what we're here to talk about, but of course it devolves from there and it goes off in new directions. If at the end of that hour People can go, oh, actually, I really like that, and that person was funny, and that person was interesting to listen to. Now I want to go off and find out more about them. Then, in a way, we've done our job, right? Yeah. Because then people are going to go and, okay, this actor was on this TV show. I'm going to go check that out, or this guy's doing this web series. I'm going to check that out. And that's, in some ways, that's sort of the place we have to start in Canada and the, the best we can do for now, you know, is just to get those names out there and get those projects out there And we really have to do it ourselves. That's another reason, too, is like this strength in numbers thing that's behind TalkHole, we're cross-promoting each other, we're promoting each other's podcasts and each other's live shows and each other's side projects and da-da-da because we're all part of the network. That's the only way to do it because there's nobody in this country that's sort of going out there and promoting things for us. Here in Toronto, you could hire a PR agency, right? But that's expensive, expensive. That's expensive. And you can go and do the morning shows and stuff like that. Uh, Which is fine and good, but that's temporary and short-lived. And this is Canada, so you can also kind of do that stuff yourself. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: You can can hire a PR person, but then you're sort of like, well, maybe I could have just made a Facebook
3: event page and tweeted a bunch of this stuff. And how long does that that last for? Because as a comic or as an actor or writer or whatever it is you do, musician in Canada you have to constantly have a million things on the go, right? right? Just to yeah. just to make ends meet. And you have to be planning and producing the next project before this one's even over yet. And you yeah. have to be out there all the time networking and making new friends and making new contacts. So it's just a way to sort of keep the fire stoked well, as you do
0: it. So... You know with you with the shows that you have Is there a specific time that you That you allow them to be because I always like Sometimes if I if I'm going to listen to like a, the Joe Rogan podcast I'll you yeah, know I'll Start like listening hours. to it, it'll be like fucking three hours I'm Yeah just, I, and people always have to remember That that everybody only has a Certain amount of time in the yeah. day Yeah and it's not like they're going to create a Brand new day between like Sunday and Monday where we can all Listen to podcasts it's sort of Like this <laughs>
2: yeah I'm just well Commuters I think that's yeah. one thing I want to start targeting is com- commuters because they really do have a lot of time. And uh, people I'm- in prison. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's there it's you go. Just shows. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think Serial did that. That's
0: who's listening the, the, to Serial. But actually, Serial's a really good example of. No, yeah. uh, no. Where do you guys? No, where do you stand as far as? Because I mean, like Artie Lang and Anthony Acumia have the sort of. Uh, they have like a subscription based yeah. uh, podcast, and Anthony Cumia is smart enough to at least have his. Um, he has a best of show which he puts mm-hmm. out on iTunes. Yeah, but uh, you know Joe Rogan, his shows are free. Mark Maron's are. There's this huge amount of free content, yeah. but then there are these people that are just want like be like, no, you, if you want to listen to our my show, it's you know six ninety five a month or something like that.
3: Yeah, and I think a lot of that they're going after, you know, who's already their built in fan base. Yeah, so it's like, okay, we know these people are going to want our content, so they're going to actually buy into that. I think as far as when you release them and how how long they are. Again, it's not too rigid, but I always sort of see it as like 45 is the sweet spot, right? That's I look at it as episodic television now, right? Like cable television. And that's the world we live in, too. Like people will take these HBO shows and stuff like that, and they want to get a whole season of it at once and just like digest it all in one sitting maybe or take it with them on the go. And so I do want to keep it sort of that sweet amount of time because you're right. People are listening to podcasts because they're biking to work or they're – Sitting right. on a train or a plane going somewhere,
0: and also, what's kind of cool about podcasting is too is like you don't need a you don't need a signal. It's not like you have yeah. to be outside. It's on your thing. So you know if you know if you're on the subway, you don't need to worry about oh shit, I'm going underground now, and yeah. I'm not going to be able to hear this if it's on a radio or something like that, uh, or if you're going under a bridge. But it's just that there, there is that sort of like a, a, that. Um, I forget the point. Well,
3: that's, you know what? That's uh, that's the that's sort of the beauty of, of a podcast network too, or even just searching podcasts on iTunes. Right, is because we have that short attention span, right? So I know if I go to like, and this was obviously one of the ones that you know the template influenced me. But if I go to Earwolf, let's say, yeah. right, because there's a few of those networks in the states, and that was why we didn't have something like this in Canada. But if I go to Earwolf, and I'm listening to Comedy Bang Bang or whatever show on there. I might listen to an episode of that and then just something bright and flashy will draw my eye in the other corner of the site and then I'll jump over to that show because I'm already listening to Earwolf so I want to go check out what else is on here. And yeah. if you don't even really listen to a lot of podcasts you might go, you'll go to TalkHole yeah. and go oh right, I'm, I'm trying to get into podcasts
1: so what, what, oh this looks good the, these two, these, five of these look good yeah. and then you can sample them, it's great yeah. like it's a place to go that has a, a lot of things right? Well, it's yeah.
3: like a supermarket of podcasts Exactly, yeah, so I figure if we can draw people to that site whether it's for the network as a whole or because they're listening to one of the shows that are on there already. Because some of them did, some of them have been around for longer than others and sort of had a built-in audience when they came in and stuff like that. If we can get the people there and then get them to start checking out these other shows and finding what they like and, you know, then we've done our job and then we can build from there.
0: So it's a... Yeah, I, I always I always find like a good if it's less than an hour then I'm I'm content with that. Because yeah. I can always if I'm going to the gym, then I can and I'll be at the gym for an hour, hour and a half, I can handle and I can listen to the whole podcast there. Like Never Not Funny was a Jimmy Dore one and they would go on for
3: like a like two and a half hours. Yeah, it's it's too the, long. Or
0: the Rogan ones, it's like three hours. I'm like,
3: Joe, yeah. just come on, man. It's yeah, like, and then you're listening to like a Terrence Malik movie, you yeah. know, it's somebody <laughs> masturbating for three hours. It, like kind <laughs> of Andy Warhol has a podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's three days long there is a sense of like you know well i'm an artist so i'm just putting this out in the, and i've had episodes of my own show that i thought afterwards like fuck that's way too long you know because they were like it was usually if it was a live show yeah so if i'm like recording a comedy bar or tango or something like that and i go Ugh, this episode's an hour and a half long because that's how long most of that live show was mm-hmm. afterwards i'm always going you know it's a, popular, a lot of people are yeah, a lot of people aren't sticking that one through all the way to the end. Well, so I feel like forty five minutes is always kind of my. Well, and also it's too one thing
0: you you know you because you know with with iTunes and the fact that you know you can always get these off you know the, the web and you can download and that you you can you are tapping into a global audience.
3: Absolutely. So it's yeah. like
0: you know if uh, if Sean knows people that are living in England or if Scott knows people that are living in Japan, I know people, but so everyone could hear this. Yeah. Um, do you ever think to yourself, shit, maybe we're, we're getting too local now? Because, I mean, some some Toronto based podcasts, they're so exclusively
2: Toronto that you. They just talk sh- about going to Spirits and the s- comics that were yeah. yeah. Spirits the night before. It's like, no one knows who these people right. are. Right. It's like outside I, of our little. Circle. I'm a
0: Toronto comic and I hear some Toronto podcasts and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. Why yeah, do I, no like, I like care? That, yeah.
3: that was for sure. Like, we want to keep it distinctly canadian in some sense right but definitely not insular to toronto because well first of all first of all the rest of canada hates us enough to be the honest. rest of toronto hates toronto yeah exactly <laughs> so i didn't want to I, I didn't want to sort of alienate us in that way absolutely mm-hmm. and i've caught myself doing that like when i used to be on Pod almighty i used to make jokes on my show out there all the time just about traveling through parkdale to go there and just dumping on parkdale you know right But now we really do try and steer away from that because now, you know, we're going after national sponsors and we want to get it to a point where somebody in Halifax is listening to it and somebody in Vancouver is listening to it. And for sure, people outside of Canada too. But at the same time, we are sort of positioning this as this is Canada's comedy podcast network. Right. Right. Part of us too is, though, if
1: we see a movie and there's Young Street. I'm going to Young Street. We like I can go there. So we have a bit of a self hatred too, which is a weird thing, right? We love we love ourselves, but we see a TDC streetcar. We, uh, I'm not watching this movie. We like, we like,
2: well, it ruins the movie for me because then I'm like, I know where they are. Yeah, so I was watching Envo Christmas, for instance. And it <laughs> yes. was,
1: uh, Who wasn't? It? <laughs> it, was it was filmed. I, know on, I was. On Queen Sorry, I was rolling my eyes. You it was filmed me. on Sorry. Queen Street,
2: but they at the Opera House, <laughs> and then they kept saying they were in San Francisco, and I was like, Well, when did they get to San Francisco? They were just over there, and I, you know, well, it's like I
0: yeah. think uh, what the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton was pretty bad for that too, because they were, going, oh, yeah, because it was like. It was like the Zanzibar, but it was somehow (laughs) right beside the Apollo Theater. Yeah, or it's like in the movie Half Baked. You know, it's like it's supposed to be in New York, but Harlan Williams is in front of the uh, uh, the Pizza Pizza at the corner of Elm and Young. (laughs) Yeah, and you're sort of like, uh, like, does anyone else notice or give a shit about this?
1: Who knows? But it it does take me out of the picture. It does. fifteen movies on, uh, on Melrose oh it's Melrose, that's LA, that's cool you yeah, say, you know. as
3: soon as it gets aggressively Canadian, yeah. especially for people in the states, right, because, well I remember when that, And it was, I mean it was a shitty movie anyways but when the first Resident Evil movie came out they had uh, they had city hall. They had Nathan Phillips Square. They were like, "This is the headquarters yeah. of Umbrella Corporation." Right? <laughs> oh, it's our city hall, actually. Yeah, was I, it I was on Star Trek too. It was yeah. a gateway. The, yeah, the city hall it was like yeah. it's a gateway. But no one in Des Moines guy, like, knows or gives a shit. I you still,
2: know? I,
0: you know what? I I'll still stick up for our city hall, even though it was built in like 1967. I still think that our city hall looks like it's from the future. It does. It does. It, it does. really does. Show it, show I think that. it does look like it's from the future. So it's sort of like the future long gone by, like ten of the Apes. Like you. Torn down, you bastards. Yeah, after humans. Yeah. from after humans. Yeah, right. City Hall and Rob Ford are sticking out of the sand going, like, <laughs> you bastards, you destroyed it all. The uh, Well, it's it's like, a, yeah, yeah, street cars from, in Toronto will always give it away. And also if uh, Boyd Banks is in any movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that is a clear fuck up of like, oh,
1: this was shot here. Shantae's well, <laughs> Chante, watching a movie one time and it was a, a, a guy he knew. Uh, was the evil G- Evil villain in it he's like ah, That ruined it for him like, yeah. You want to hate The evil villain Not go I'm going to see him At improv next week Yeah <laughs> right yeah. I can't watch anything On TV anymore Because I audition For everything So I can't you know. <laughs> Sorry okay. rain Yeah I'm a-
3: Oh there's I'm a- nothing yeah. worse
1: Apologize to me And Sean For you auditioning For everything hey, that's, well, that's- uh, well Yeah right, right, right. <laughs> well, well, Commercials not our Commercials
3: are the worst Because every time I see like oh, You know Matt O'Brien On a bell spot Or something I'm just like Ah fuck Right yeah. well, I could have
1: done that, that. You know. Now I'm going to
3: have to see at a show Sean and has my favorite
1: my favorite he goes uh, they go, you go into the audition they go and you do a, do the audition they go can you tone it down a little and so you do a big at first and they tone it down and then you walk out and you see the commercial and the guy's like what yeah, like, You fucking assholes That
3: happens all the time Yeah, I had the weirdest one And I started Like this just was like Last week And I started Playing with it as a bit But it is true I got And you know You get these calls Sometimes last minute Right to go yeah. do an audition And what are you going to do You go You prep for it And you do it But I got a call On like a Thursday Like five o'clock On a Thursday you have an audition tomorrow at two, and I thought, oh shit! I had two shows that night. I had my own show to do, and then another one I was on. I thought I'm not going to have time to like actually read anything, yeah. or so I went and looked at the call sheet, and all the all that I had to prep for the entire note on there was just. Have a Russian face. That was, that was all. and I thought, okay. So I read that as being yeah. in a hurry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have a Russian face. Have it windswept. Yeah. But I thought, okay, Russian in and Russian out. Slavic uh, bone structure. What? That's fine. I've
2: had a few Russian auditions. For some reason, they're like, he's a Russian, which I'm not. But they're, the one time they they had the script and it was in English, and then it said, say this in Russian, and I was like. I'm supposed this to in Russian. I'm supposed yeah. to say this in Russian. So and I went online and was translating it, trying to figure out how to phonetically yeah, yeah, yeah. say it and showed up at the audition and they really they were like, yeah, you do the run, right, do it. That's sure. yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, that's what I was worried about. I thought, okay, if I have to do an accent maybe but it's going to be like a radio accent, like it's going to be cartoony and offensive by accident, you know. Yeah. And, thought, and what's an American accent? Out. Depends. Out. I don't want to say,
1: Oops. "Hey, booty I don't, yeah. no
3: talking, I don't, talk,
1: don't talk to that We're pretty much Americanized Because of the TV watch No one yeah. says a boot no, no, or, they,
2: you, they can tell They hear Because the, the, I was at an audition today And the out was a problem And they had to come up With the last line The last word was out what, what like, Don't are you say. Like? It was the one that I was talking to oh, you about. Oh yeah, yesterday. that one. Okay. Why so, <laughs> did you talk to me about it?
1: Are you hiding auditions from me, Sean? I think we should. <laughs> I think we should because it causes so much jealousy and anger. No, I love it. That's what makes. It, <laughs> that's, what, that's what the podcast is about. It's real emotion. Anyway, the they were like moving.
2: it's You gotta say out, right? Don't yeah. say oot. Because they can hear it, they hear yeah. it. They know you're Canadian. Once you yeah. say out, for sure, it's hard to wash that stink off, eh? That we
0: have <laughs> get out. But but I mean, if you if you go up uh, if you go up north, like uh, dust boot. If you go up to like uh, like a Sudbury or Sault Ste Marie, you know, yeah. Well, then you start seeing the accents come out a little bit more, eh? <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck!
3: <laughs> I think that was a different one. <laughs> a lot of swearing, more swearing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even like I'm from Thunder Bay originally, and every t- like my fiance Boy, always shit. says this every time I talk to somebody from back. Home, like it's especially if it's like a cousin or something. Yeah. I'll be on the phone with them for twenty minutes and just my accent just. Boom. Like Paul Schaefer calls it. Yeah, I just <laughs> get
1: punched I in the face that. with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you ever go to what, like an audition too, and then even afterwards, you're like, I have no idea what I just auditioned for.
1: Yeah, like oh, yeah. at all. I have the best ideas as soon as I leave that fucking place. Oh as man, as soon as I sign, my, sign out, I go. I should have said that. Yeah, should have said.
3: Yeah, uh, I went last week and they were like. And, you know, sometimes you're waiting forever. It's like going to the doctor. You're just waiting. You're waiting, and you go in, and it's like a minute. You're in there for a minute. Oh, in and out. yeah, you're Right? And it's like, ah, oh, I hope I get that because that was a waste of the afternoon. So <laughs> I went in, and they were like, we're just stand, stand in front of the camera. And we're just going to spray you with water from off lens like three times and just rea- just have fun with it. Just react naturally. People to it. get paid money for that. That's yeah. a
1: fetish video.
3: Yeah. and I th- Well, I would have been better off doing that. I think. There's money in solo masturbation.
1: Yeah, the flesh- bring the fleshlight, you get sprayed in the face.